in uh, still in work clothes. I hope you'll <laughs> forgive me on that, but uh, I'd rather be here in work clothes than not get here at all. So, <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, I believe God has uh, a good lesson uh, in store for us tonight. I believe the Word of God, uh, when studied, uh, there's a blessing in it all the time. Amen. There's always something more that, uh, than, uh, that we can glean. Uh, even though we might, may have studied the same scriptures over and over and over again, there's always another layer. Uh, the, the Word of God is like an onion. You just keep peeling, and you just seem, can't seem to get to the core. Amen. Because there's so many layers. Amen. Uh, but tonight's lesson uh, from uh, Engaging God's Word, Romans, uh, this is Lesson 27, Freedom at Others' Expense. And this is a... Uh, it focuses on basically considering uh, other people, having uh, empathy and compassion for other people uh, that maybe don't see the Word of God, or maybe it just hasn't been revealed to them yet, uh, some of the depths of the Word of God. And, and, it, and it teaches us in this lesson, sometimes it's good to keep your mouth shut. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, I, I've had problems over the years not keeping my mouth shut, uh, so, uh, and I've, uh, I've probably violated each, each of these scriptures that uh, we're going to cover tonight, so uh, I don't want you to think that I'm uh, pontificating or preaching at you or, or anything like that. I want you to know that I am a partaker of these things, and and uh, I've learned some of these things over the years, and, and just even in studying this, I've learned a few more things, amen. So uh, we're all growing in this together, amen. Uh, uh, so uh, let's get in uh, uh, to the Word of God. Before we do that, I would like to, I would like to enter in a prayer, amen. Uh, I think that's the best way to, to focus our minds, to center our spirit upon the Spirit of Jesus, uh, so that we can understand his word. Amen. When, uh, when you're wanting to listen to the radio or sp a specific radio station, you don't just turn on the radio. you got to tune it in. you got to get it on the right station. Amen. And if we're going to receive something from the Lord, we got to tune in to his station. Amen. we got to cut everything out. we got to, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's called... Uh, uh, you got to dis discriminate the signal, amen. You got to cut out all the other signals and, and focus on the one signal, uh, the the one of God. So, prayer helps us to do that, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Heavenly Father, we've come together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to study the Word of God. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for this Word that directs our lives and helps us in life, O oh Lord, and. And God, I'm praying, Lord, that you help us tonight, Lord, to hear what thus saith the Spirit of the living God. Lord, I want to know what you have to, to tell us tonight, Lord. I, I, I need more uh, instruction from your Spirit. And Lord, your Word, oh God, is, is the basis for it all. Oh Lord, and I pray that your Word and your uh, Spirit would work together tonight in our hearts and help us, Lord, to be illuminated uh, that your word would uh, be illuminated in our sight, Lord, that we can understand it. And God, 
we praise you and give you the glory and we thank you for the great things that you're doing. Uh, Lord, we, we bless your holy name. God, I just love you, Lord. I thank you. Lord, my heart is full for the things that you're doing in my life. I thank you for it, Lord. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, my wife texted me earlier today, and uh, I, I don't know if you, any of y'all remember, but uh, I, we had prayed for my brother-in-law, Bernie, uh, because he had uh, uh, cancer in the esophagus. And uh, I just found out today uh, that uh, him and his wife got saved and baptized. Amen. <laughs> uh, Praise God. Uh, th that's even better. That's even better than a healing. Amen. And uh, I believe he's going to be all right uh, uh, as far as the cancer and all that. But, uh, but uh, now I know he's really going to be all right. Amen. Praise God. And I'm, I'm, I'm just tickled pink, as uh, they would say down south. Amen. I'm just, uh, 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 just full. Amen. And, and my son just got uh, water baptized a couple weeks ago. I'm Still, still giddy about that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and uh, I believe we are in a season of revival. And I'm praying that uh, uh, some of y'all would uh, see some revival in your family. Amen. Uh, see some of your family members coming in and, uh, uh, and, and, and just getting in. Amen. Getting in. Amen. The kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Uh, I would like to, to begin this lesson, I would like to read our, our scripture text tonight from Romans chapter 14, uh, beginning at verse 13, and we'll read it all the way up to verse uh, 23. And the word of the Lord says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. And I like this last one. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Amen. Praise the Lord. And um, something uh, Brother Bob said uh, 
last week uh, stuck in my uh, memory uh, about the fellow he uh, worked with and that was kind of offended by, uh, you know, something that Brother Bob had eaten. Uh, was, I think it was pork. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've probably done the same thing, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if I know that someone's offended at me eating bacon, even though I love bacon, I'm not going to eat the bacon. I'm going I'm to leave it aside. Amen. Uh, I mean, it, it's just not worth offending someone who Christ died for. Praise the Lord. Now, in these verses from Romans chapter 14, verses uh, 13 to 23, the Apostle Paul imparts to us a profound message about Christian living, tolerance, and the power of conscience. He begins by urging us not to judge one another. In a world brimming with diverse beliefs and practices, it's easy to fall into the trap of passing judgment on those whose conviction uh, differ from ours. Paul reminds us that instead of condemnation, we should focus on understanding and acceptance. But, but, but that's not right. What they're doing is not right. The Bible's clear on what it says. I, I can read it for you, Pastor. I can read it for you. It, they're, what they're doing is not right. Well, they don't know yet. They're a babe in Christ. They're, they're, they're still in diapers. Amen. They, they, they still uh, don't have the understanding yet. Just hold off. Hold off your judgment. Hold off your condemnation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Paul reminds us that instead of condemnation, we should focus on understanding and acceptance. We are all accountable to God, and our energy is better spent cultivating an atmosphere of love and respect. Paul then emphasizes the significance of not causing our fellow believers to stumble. He urges us to be mindful of our actions, ensuring that they don't lead others away from the faith. It's a call for responsible Christian living where our choices are guided by empathy and consideration for others' spiritual well-being. The core of these verses lies in the idea of faith and conviction. Paul asserts that whatever we do, it should be done with faith. If we're con convinced that something is permissible, we should act in faith doing it Doing, uh, doing so in the presence of God. However, if our conscience convicts us against a certain action, we must abstain. It's a powerful reminder that our actions are not just external performances, but expressions of our faith and relationship with God. Furthermore, Paul introduces the concept of the kingdom of God. He states that the kingdom is not about rules and regulations regarding food and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This profound insight directs our focus away from trivial matters toward the heart of the gospel. There's a lot of things that just don't matter. There's a lot of things that, that are disputable uh, and will always be disputed uh, until the Lord comes back. Amen? There's a lot of disputable things. There's a lot of core things that we can't waver on. Amen? But there's a lot of peripheral things uh, outside of the core uh, sal salvational things. Uh, a lot of things just don't matter. I mean, if you have revelation on it, live it. 
But if it, it causes a controversy with someone close to you, uh, you know, someone within your circle, another brother or sister in Christ, then kind of leave it alone. You know, uh, say, let, let the pastor handle this one. Amen. Uh, brother, sister, uh, okay, I don't want to argue with you on this. You know, if, if you got any doubts, go ask, go ask the pastor. Amen. Uh, uh, I, I just want to fellowship with you. You know, I love you as a brother and sister, and I don't want to quarrel and argue. I, 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 you know, I just, I, I'm interested in you as a human being, and I don't, I don't care about, you know, the issue or the thing between us. Amen. But uh, the profound insight uh, directs our focus away from trivial matters toward the heart of the gospel, living a life of righteousness, being at peace with one another, and finding joy in our connection with God. Ultimately, these verses illuminate the principle of love reigning supreme. Love for God, love for one another, and love for our own conscience should guide our actions and decisions. By respecting each other's convictions, we strengthen our unity as a community of believers and bear witness to the transformative power of God's love. Let us therefore be mindful of our actions, cultivate a spirit of understanding, let love be the guiding force in all that we do. In living out these principles, we not only honor God, but also create a harmonious and nurturing environment where everyone can flourish in their faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. In our questions tonight, question one says, how does verse 12 provide the basis for Paul's direction in verse 13? Now, we didn't read uh, verse 12 yet because uh, we're focused on 13 uh, uh, to 23. But can we uh, uh, go back and read uh, verse 12? And uh, we'll refresh our uh, memory from last week. And... Um, and read that uh, as a basis for question one. And uh, I'll stall and hem haul uh, while they're looking for it. <laughs> Amen. But uh, here, here it goes. So then, you can read with me. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Amen. So no matter if we think pork is okay to eat, no matter if we think uh, bacon is uh okay to eat or not amen those that eat pork and those that won't eat pork all of us have to stand before god amen we all have to answer to god what are we you know some of the things we're going to answer it uh, uh for are the ways that we treated others amen and uh you know i, I don't know about you but I, there's a lot of things i wish i could take back i wish i had a do-over on a lot of things a lot of a lot of times that my mouth opened up and what came out was not what I intended to say, or maybe I did intend it, but I wasn't thinking at the time, and uh, I, I wish I uh, could have not intended it at the time, amen. I wish I could bring it back, amen. And uh, anybody that's ever been married, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> amen. Sometimes in, in the heat of the battle, some stuff will come out of your mouth that you regret. Amen. And, uh, but uh, praise be to God for uh, uh, his grace. Uh, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, we all have to give an account to God. Amen. How does verse 12 provide the basis for Paul's direction 
in verse 13. Uh, someone want to uh, answer uh, question one? Uh, go ahead, Brother Leif. An earth, one of as shall thy as according of himself to God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Each one of us have to give an account. So how, how uh, Sister Elizabeth, how how's that kind of set up uh, 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 verse 13? I feel like uh, verse 12 kind of redirects our thoughts back uh, because as humans, we're pretty judgy creatures. We're so worried about what everybody else is doing and then we don't even realize that we're fumbling the ball the whole way through. Right. Um, so I feel like verse 12 kind of gets you in that mindset ready to redirect back so that you're more focused on your own struggles, your mm -hmm. shortcomings that you could improve on instead of nitpicking everybody else. Right. It kind of pulls the spotlight from everybody else back to us being, uh, being the uh, you know one of the ones that's going to give an account to God. It, it, it kind of brings it back to our reality that uh, we have to give an account to God. Yeah. Amen. And, and you touched on something. We are judgy creatures. You know, uh, most sinners know uh, uh, judge not lest you be judged. They may not know any other scriptures in the Bible, but they know judge not lest you be judged. But I've also found out something that, you know, according to the world, those Christians are judgmental people. But that's not quite true. All people are judgmental creatures. Amen. Atheists are judgmental people. Amen. Uh, unbelievers, uh, people that think there's a God and uh, but don't choose not to go to church, they're judgmental too. Amen. It's human nature. It's not a Christian thing. Amen. It's a human thing. And if you're a human being uh, and you're alive and you have a heartbeat and, and, uh, and you have a, a mental capacity to think and operate within society, you judge things. You judge people. You see someone walking down the street. You start sizing them up. You know, I wonder what this person's all about. I wonder if he's carrying a weapon. I wonder, uh, you know, uh, who, who they are and where they're going. We, 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 start, we, we start sizing people up. Amen. It's what we do. Amen. And, and it's one of those natural inclinations that the, the Bible is trying to direct us away from in certain categories. There's, there's sometimes when judging is the correct thing to do. We're advised by the word of God. To, in certain circumstances to judge. You know, uh, let, let the prophet speak but two or three and let the rest judge. Amen. Uh, we, we can't just uh, uh, have uh, such an open mind that our brains fall out. Certain things need to be judged. Amen. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of life. But a judgmental attitude is different than just sizing something up and sizing up the situation. Because if you've ever ran into someone that was had a really hard judgmental attitude, you know it's just it's just hard hard to be around. Amen. It's like nothing and no nobody else can measure up to their opinion. Amen. But uh, we are judgy people, and uh, it's something that the Holy Spirit's wanting to to correct us on. You know, to have the right type of judgment, to have the right uh, way of sizing up a situation. Amen. 
Go ahead, Brother Bob. And uh, I, I think when you read uh, verse 13, talking about uh, passing judgment on one another, uh, he starts off with, instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So that, to me, in my mind, that's connecting a judgmental attitude with being a stumbling block for people that are trying to be saved. Go ahead, Sister Ruth. I agree entirely because people don't think about it. They're like, oh, well, I only care about their well-being, and that's why I'm saying this to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But even your most well-intended words can come off as harsh, and it could be a very big deterrent for somebody. Mm -hmm. If you're coming up to them and you're saying, hey, I don't think you need to be doing X, Y, Z because blah, 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 whatever. People are going to look at you, and they're going to be like, oh, I don't. I can't come around here anymore. They, they. There's a problem with with me doing whatever it was I was doing. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is that while yes, we should encourage one another to do better. It's not our place to sit there and make them feel damned mm -hmm. for the shortcomings or the sins that they're struggling with. Right. Because none of us are without sin. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very important to make sure that anybody who's coming into our church feels that despite whatever sin they might be struggling with, mm -hmm. that there is a place here for them, that there is room here for them. We can't expect them to grow in Christ or learn Christ if we don't give them the room to be a little messy, but be messy here with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Another problem with uh, judgment is sometimes judges get it wrong. A lot of people go to jail for a crime they didn't commit. And uh, I don't know if, if, if someone, uh, if you're guilty of something and someone judges you and you say, yeah, I guess I deserve a little bit of it, but what's it feel like to be misjudged? Have you ever been mischaracterized and people thought you were something that you're not and it doesn't feel good? Well, if you're a spiritually weak babe in Christ, and you experience that, it makes you want to, man, I'm going to another church, or I'm not going to church at all. I don't, I don't want anything to do with this religion. You know, it's, it's easy to kill somebody off uh, early in their walk. And uh, I, maybe, uh, maybe the Apostle Paul ran into uh, some of that because, uh, I don't know, uh, we're judgy people. I'm certainly... Uh, uh, convinced that 2,000 years ago uh, those people were judgy people too and uh, so uh, I'm sure 
the, the Apostle Paul ran into a lot of that, and that's why, why he's addressing it, or why the Holy Spirit guided him to address uh, those things. Let's go on to question two. It's, it has two parts, A and B. What's Paul's opinion regarding eating and handling external things? Brother Ernie, go ahead. Now, this, this one probably will get challenged on a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, well, I, th I think uh, this, it, it's, it, there is a focus here on, uh, on uh, the di dietary laws. Remember, going back to our premise of, uh, uh, of the book of Romans, uh, is it's a divided congregation of uh, Jews and Gentiles uh, in one church. A lot of the Jews think you sp are still supposed to keep the law. A lot of Gentiles are going, hey, I'm free in Christ. I can eat anything I want. Amen. I've been eating bacon all my life, and nobody's going to stop me from doing it. And then the Jews are saying, man, those gen Gentiles, man, they eat anything. <laughs> if it crawls, uh, they're going to kill it and eat it. You know, <laughs> crawls, swims, or flies. It, it, it's, it's on the dinner table. I, I don't see how those people do that. You know, so, so that's kind of the back and forth you had in that early church. So, uh, so Paul, you know, Paul's opinion regarding eating and handling of external things, you know, uh, to me, Paul's, in, uh, Paul's saying, uh, if you don't believe you should eat it, don't eat it. And if you, uh, and if you think it is okay to eat, but your brother uh, doesn't, well, then you can eat it. Just don't eat it around uh, the, the, someone with a weak conscience. You know, uh, eat, it in your, eat it in private. Eat it in private. You know, eat your bacon, uh, your BLT sandwich at home, you know, but not around uh, the weaker brothers that uh, haven't had that revelation yet. Amen. Praise God. And part B says, how does he balance his convictions or conviction? And this is, see, also Romans uh, chapter uh, 14, verse 5. And uh, uh, go ahead, Liz. Uh, Sister Liz, before you answer, I just want to read uh, verse uh, 5. Uh, this kind of sets up the que uh, question, part B of uh, question 2. One person esteems one day as, a, as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So like, so, so the Jews in that church would, uh, you know, think Rosh Hashanah and all those uh, Jewish holidays, they need to be kept. They, they need to be uh, kept just like the, the, like the Old Testament says. And the Gentiles say, oh, I don't know what Rosh Hashanah means. You know, I don't know what Yom Kippur means. You know, uh, all I know is that uh, I believe in Jesus, and he saved me from my sins. He changed my life, and, uh, and, and, and I'm enjoying life uh, since I met Jesus. Amen. So, so you, you, you have that in, in new converts, you know, because everybody comes to God with a different background. Amen. Uh, a lot of people come from no church background at all. Some people were raised in church, and, and, and you know, then they, you know, like my son Caleb, he, he was raised in church, and, uh, and uh, later on he decided, hey, I think I need to get with the program. Praise the Lord. 
So, <laughs> amen. But see, we all have different backgrounds, and we got to be mindful of those things and sensitive uh, to those things. Uh, go ahead, Sister Liz. Almost, almost, uh, almost left you hanging there. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening. Um, Liz says, "How does he balance his convictions?" Um, it was say, I have a, um, I have a study Bible. So in my study Bible, at the bottom of my Bible, they have like more in-depth information on certain things within the Bible, different mm -hmm. uh, theology and apologetics and different things like that, or even things that are historically rele relevant. Yeah. And uh, in my Bible, it said that because essentially, the like you were saying, the church was mixed, um, but Paul, as we know, was of high standing amongst the Jewish people before he even became a follower of Christ. Mm. So when this big hoopla came up about the, you know, should we eat this, should we not eat that? It had to do with uh, sacrificial meat from other temples. So if somebody was like, let's say there was a temple that was praising Baal and they sacrificed the meat, well, they might take the meat from that sacrifice and put it in the market and cook it up and give it to people or in a restaurant or whatever, right? Well, the Jewish people thought, well, we shouldn't eat this because it was sacrificed to Baal. Peter didn't, or uh, Paul didn't personally care too much. He didn't really think that it was a big deal because he felt God was more was more strong, more valid, more important and everything than any of the other supposed gods. So it really didn't make a difference to him. Right. But because there were so many Jewish people who were highly offended by this practice of eating the sacrificial meat, he and many other amongst the um, high-ranking Jewish officials decided to abstain from any meat that was not sourced from approved places just because it, uh, it, it offended people who didn't understand. And everybody has a different walk with Christ, and everybody's at a different place in their walk with Christ. So some people might lean more towards legalism, and other mm -hmm. people might not. Yeah. And some people might be more dependent on those strict, stringent rules. And then for them, it's a big deal that they were eating these, this mm -hmm. meat. But other people might realize that it's not a big deal. But out of respect for those other people and their journey with Christ, they would he abstained from that meat because it was a matter of principle. He didn't want them to feel belittled or less or for them to turn from Christ mm. because he wasn't supportive of, of the thing that they were struggling with within their mind. Just right. because it wasn't his struggle didn't make it any less valid. Right. Amen. Yeah. That's a good comprehensive uh, <laughs> take on that. Amen. So... Um, Romans chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. Uh, this section is uh, walking in love. Uh, question 3 says, How does Paul suggest that a behavior that is not inherently sinful can become sin? Uh, for example, eating bacon, there's nothing wrong with it. But how can eating bacon become a sin? Can someone, uh, anybody want to take a stab at that one? Uh, Brother Ernie, go ahead. It's my right. You know, you can't, you can't step on my rights. You know, you can't restrict me. It almost sounds like uh, watching political channel or uh, listen to political radio. Amen. 
you know, you're not going to, you're going to, you're not going to step on my rights. You know, there's, there's some rights that we need to uh, hold, hold off on, especially trivial matters such as bacon or uh, food or st stuff like that. Like I said, there's some core things we need to take a stand on, but there's some things that we can just let go. Sister, uh, Sister Pat? And, you know, it could be argued, well, they're just being petty. Well, that's what we might think, you know. And, but we might have some things in our life that we're petty about, too. You know, that, <laughs> that road goes two ways, you know. Uh, I'm sure that all of us have something petty, you know. I, my wife could probably list a lot of things I'm petty about. Hey, but I got my list, too, Sister Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can all be petty about something, but the point uh, is to try to avoid putting a stumbling block out there. Try to avoid, uh, you know, uh, causing uh, someone uh, to stumble. Amen. Go ahead. It's almost like a sacrifice in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Amen. And it's 
probably more peaceful atmosphere when you do. Sometimes there's a story behind why, you know. <laughs> Question four, uh, part A says, read First Cor- Corinthians chapter eight verses four to thirteen, which further explains the uh, problem of eating meat that had been sacrificed to idols uh, before being offered for sale. And what is the principle involved here? Now, Liz kind of already uh, answered that uh, in her uh, good uh, little dissertation there. Uh, so, but what, what was the, uh, I'll, 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 since you uh, touched on it, I'll bring it back to you. So what's the principle involved here? Well, I mean, really it comes down to being respectful of people's differences. Uh And like I said, not everybody has the same level of understanding or maturity in Christ. Someone who's been following Christ for even 20 years might not have the same maturity in Christ as somebody who's maybe been following him for five. It comes down to your experience. It comes down to how much time you've spent in worship, in prayer, in Mm -hmm. studying your word. There's a lot of factors that grow into it. But despite all these things, we're supposed to support one another. We've learned this multiple times mm-hmm. throughout many different Bible study sessions, sermons from the pastor. And if we are so flippant and disregardant of people's differences, how are we creating a community? It causes more division and it makes, you know, it causes uh, animosity amongst people. Mm-hmm. Just because you, and, and you know, it's like I tell my kids, just because you think it doesn't mean it needs to come out of your mouth. <laughs> You know, and and how hard is it if somebody says, hey, I I'm not going to partake of that because it makes me feel spiritually unwell to partake in that activity, food or to watch that media, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. How hard is it for you to say, OK, that's fair. Um, you know, I won't play music with cursing in it when you're around because it, to you, it hurts your hurts your soul, it makes you feel convicted. So I won't do it. I'll be respectful of your differences. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a courtesy is what it comes down to. Being courteous of the other followers of Christ who are around you mm-hmm. and the things that convict them because one thing that, you know, something that convicts you, Brother Dave, is not necessarily the same thing that's going to convict me. Right. Everybody's convictions are different. It's based off of how we interact with the Holy Spirit and what we need help with. Mm-hmm. Amen. Here's a curveball. What if uh, what if someone says I'm a vegan and I don't eat meat? Oh, come on! You, you know, you don't eat meat. What do you mean? You don't? Why give them a hard time? Why not re- just respect them? 
in there. They're not a believer. They're they're not a Christian believer. Is it is it open game then? Like if you uh, if you want to win somebody to God, why not treat them like uh, just a brother or sister in Christ? this up there's a lot of uh, uh, generation uh, Xers uh, a lot of uh, millennial or young, younger people they have they have some different convictions uh, in, in their worldview uh, you know and you, we might could sit back and say well you know Bible doesn't say anything about that or you know Bible's not concerned about that but they are and uh, we we, we just don't have to be judgmental on, on a lot of things because it doesn't matter to begin with. Uh, Brother Ernie? Sometimes with us, we talk about not offending the other person, right, at the mm-hmm. end of other whatever. In Luke uh, chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, is a good example, I think, for all of us. It says, Now while the people were in a state of expectation and all were wondering, in their hearts, if John was the Christ, you know, he had walked around in God's presence and God's anointing. God had an anointing on him to care for people, to pray for people, to baptize people. In verse 16, John answered and said to them all, as for me, I baptize you with water. But here's the key part. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to even untie the thong of his sandal. He will then baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. When people have made those comments, they're like, well, you know, you think that way or you act that way because you're a Christian and Jesus and, you know, all that stuff. I'll tell them, no, I act that way because that's the way we're supposed to act. It doesn't mean I get it right all the time. And I always tell people, too, you know, if they'll say something, oh, you're, you're just a really, really good person. I'm like, I try my best every day. I am a sinner, too. Mm-hmm. And tell people, don't put me on too high of a pedestal because that fall's going to hurt when I mess up and it will happen. So <laughs> humbly, yeah. I thank you, but <laughs> you know, don't don't put the praise too high. Save it for him, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm sure we've all had a round with that uh, a time or two. Uh, 
I've uh, had many times I thought I was doing pretty good. I, I thought I had had me an inside uh, inside track with God because I was doing so good, and then I find myself on my face. You know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Part B says, uh, what might be a modern application? Brother Lake. If you are going to a bed, you will hunt a burglary, one a burglary. Now, I'm sure that you probably run it because you're a chaplain and you're going in amongst all these bikers. And, and I would say that some of them maybe don't know your convictions or probably maybe just don't really care about your convictions. And, and so as a Christian, you know, we should have some uh, rhinoceros skin uh, because sometimes the, the sinner doesn't understand and if we get a, go in, you know, around sinners and stuff and get all offended. Uh, I was with a Christian brother one time. We was on a job site. Uh, we was on a construction site. Now, uh, I want to set the stage. We were on a construction site. And if you've ever been on a construction site, you know that some salty language happens to flow around a construction site. Well, my Christian brother, uh, he was talking to the guy, and the guy is, I mean, he let off a, uh, a litany of uh, words that uh, <laughs> would make a sailor blush. And uh, he said, and then he starts reproving the sinner guy uh, for his language. He started, you know, you shouldn't be talking like this. You shouldn't be saying all that, you know. You don't have to use all that kind of filthy language around me, you know. And, uh, yeah, he had a point. But to the other fellow, it was pointless. You know, to the other fellow, he didn't see the, the why you had to be so high and mighty about, you know. So maybe sometimes uh, our convictions don't matter, uh, you know. Maybe what that other person needs more than anything is maybe the gospel, you know. Yeah, and, and, a, and a little love and understanding. Amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, there's a lot of applications you know sometimes you go to a family reunion and all of the people at the family reunion are not christian they're not baptized believers and they don't uh they're not wearing a cross they might be wearing a cross and it might be upside down you know they might have uh they, they might have uh you know all kinds of uh, different things uh going on in their life that are not christian you know, how do you handle that? You start reproving them and setting them straight and give them a holiness message? Or, or you show them the love of Christ and, you know, like uh, catch more uh, uh, flies with honey than 
to do with vinegar. You know, if if you come off as vinegar, you know, it is what it is, right? Part C says, what might be the most serious consequence of using our freedom thoughtlessly? And it refers us to uh, back to 1 Corinthians 8, 4 to 13, and Romans uh, 14 and 15. Let's read verse 15 again. Uh, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Now, think of that in a minute. It's a food choice that we insist on, on having our rights to eat, and it's offending someone that Christ died for. It's putting a stumbling block in, some, in front of someone that Christ died for. He died on the cross, and we're saying, well, no, no, bacon is my right. There's nothing wrong with eating bacon. It's my bacon. I bought the bacon. I'm going to eat the bacon. Go ahead, Liz. The most serious consequence of it is honestly that we're just not considering how our words or our actions can affect others mm -hmm. and how deeply things can affect others. You know, like I said, it, it's, it, I always tell my kids, you need to listen twice as much as you speak mm -hmm. because we are very quick as humans to let a lot of frivolous, pointless, garbly gook just pour right out of our mouths without thinking. Right. And we will say things in anger, in frustration, in indignation. If, you, if somebody tells you, I don't partake of pork and any kind of pork-related products, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you feel that when you're sitting down with that specific person, that that is the time that you need that ham sandwich, or that is the time that you need bacon. Like that bacon can't wait till tomorrow. Bacon's always gonna be in the supermarket. Be respectful of people's differences. If somebody says to you, I don't like the smell of cigarette smoke, and you're a smoker, should you sit there and light your cigarette up right in front of them and blow it in their face? No, that's rude. You right. would wait until yeah. you were separated from them to then have your cigarette. It is no different. It is a common courtesy. And as Christians, sh we should be some of the first people that show common courtesy to other people because there's not a lot of that out in the world, especially amongst non-believers. Yeah. We live in a world where everything is love yourself, be true to yourself, honor yourself, everything about yourself, mm -hmm. nothing about anybody else. As Christians, we shouldn't be falling victim to that mindset, that mentality. Right. It doesn't show Christ in us. Right. It shows the world in us. Mm -hmm. And it makes us look false. It makes us look uh, untrustworthy. Mm. And why would anybody want to follow that? Why would anybody want a part of that? Yeah. They can find that out on the street corner. Why would they come to your church to get that? Is, there, is that what your Jesus is all about? So uh, one of the most serious consequences that I can think of is causing someone to stumble for eternity. You know, what, what, if, what if you offend them so bad that they want nothing to do with uh, religion or Christ or, or, or anything, you know? So that's, that's a serious consequence. I'd, you know, that, 
just think of your eternity. You, you still make it through. And uh, the people you offended are uh, over there in the smoking section. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good question. Uh, maybe that judgmental attitude uh, that could uh, be a stumbling block for ourselves, you know. Question five, what does Paul see as primary concerns for citizens of God's kingdom? And so see also Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. So if the media team can pull up Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. Let's read this together. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. That's so what does Paul see as a primary concerns for citizens of God's kingdom? Amen. Go ahead, uh, Brother Lee. If that you were died that old self. Amen. It's, it's almost saying that uh, we should act different than we're used to. <laughs> Amen. We should not just act different than we're used to, but be totally different than what we're used to. To put off that old self. To let loose of those old attitudes, those old stubborn streaks. Those old, uh, uh, old, old ways of doing things. Amen. Uh, I don't know. I find that living for Christ, it, it's a, it's a constant state of change. It doesn't happen on day one when we become a Christian. It, it happens as time progresses and as we have time and experiences uh, and and things, uh, you know, and learning experiences and uh, and conflict experiences and all those things help us to change over time amen uh, so I haven't stopped changing you know and I'm trying it's like every day is a struggle and a battle to put off the old man and, and to take on the new man it, it's a constant it's a constant struggle and, and you might be wondering well when will this struggle ever end and I can just I can just be perfect uh, <laughs> uh, well sorry uh until the day you die, you're going to fight with flesh. Until the day you die, you're going to struggle uh, between good and evil. It, it's going to be a constant war, and 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 that's why we have uh, that's that's why we have a Bible full of uh, good meat to feed us and to help us in this struggle, in this battle. Amen. Uh, we, that's why we have the Holy Spirit uh, inside, guiding us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to uh, Romans chapter 14, verses... Does anybody else have anything to say? Anybody else have a point to make on uh, that last uh, question five?
Amen. That uh, reminds me of that old song back in the 70s. Take a look at yourself and you will look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. <laughs> Blast from the past. <laughs> Amen. But uh, yeah. Amen. Problem with looking in the mirror. Sometimes I don't look like what I see. Amen. Yeah. yeah uh, especially when you look in the mirror of the Word, when you see how you're supposed to be, and then when it reveals you how you really are. You know. And so, so I have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> Amen. But uh, it's good for us. Praise the Lord. It is. Eight o'clock, uh, Pastor Willie. What did you want to do? Do you want to finish up, or uh, oh, we're about halfway done. All right, we'll do. Amen. Yeah, it's, and I, I think there's a lot of life application in this, and a lot of uh, personal experience, and uh, we've all uh, been there and done that a lot. We've all made some of the same mistakes. We've all uh, had some of the same uh, bad experiences happen to us, amen, and, uh, and I guess uh, we can, like uh, Pastor Willie says sometimes, you can become better or become bitter, or become bitter or become better, amen, uh, we can take those all those old experiences and, and stew on them, or we can use them to our benefit so that when we encounter other people, uh, we can make a better choice than what maybe someone did to us uh, before, amen. It's the old uh, adage of uh, taking your lemons and making lemonade, amen, praise the Lord. Uh, word of God is good. I mean, there, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good meaty stuff in here. Uh, it digs right down into, you know, 
our personality, our attitudes, the way we treat other people, and, you know, and that seems to be pretty important to God, the way we act, amen, the way we treat others, amen, that's pretty important to God, because um, what did he say, love one another as I have loved you, and uh, when, we, when we, man, that's, I don't know about you, but it, feel convicted by that, you know, I, I, it feel, if there's a weight in that conviction, because I know that <laughs> I've not uh, reached uh, a pinnacle yet on how to treat other people, I still have my days, you ever have one of those days, and uh, you know, everything's going wrong, and then someone innocently uh, says or does the wrong thing, and you pop off like a like a powder keg, because I've done it before, you know. But I'm, I'm sure if you ask Caleb, he, he would he would tell you that I've changed a lot from from when I was a young father, amen. Uh, when I was a young father and, a, and a, between the difference between a young father and a grandfather, man, it's it's a world of difference. And uh, Pastor Ernie's probably got some stories he could tell uh, uh, how that uh, he changed uh, and. Brother Denny probably could tell uh, the difference between that young father and that grandfather, how that a whole lot more patience comes along with the, uh, go ahead, Sister Liz. And the, uh, the uh, it's uh, probably uh, applicable to uh, mothers and grandmothers, but Sister Phyllis, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going. I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm not even going to mention it. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I, I've enjoyed this lesson tonight. Amen. And uh, enjoyed the Word of God. Enjoyed the Spirit of God. Enjoyed your comments. Amen. Uh, that's what makes it great is because uh, when you put in your life experience and, and take on uh, some of these things, it, uh, it uh, adds, a, adds a spice that wasn't there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. and We magnify your name. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the richness of your word, Lord, the, the depths of the word of God that uh, is able to lead us and guide us and and to to work on us and to polish us and to, and to help us to be a better version of you lord and god we thank you and praise you tonight in jesus name amen i'm going to turn turn the rest of uh, this over to pastor willie he, uh, he sneaked in uh, during the service and uh,